Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hello, hello. We are crazy back with another episode of HR in 15. I am your host, Eric Fudum, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. Today, we welcome back to the show, Joy Stevens from New Heights Academic Leadership and Consulting. Um, Joy is a a board-certified career coach and corporate culture consultant with a deep background in helping organizations of all kinds embrace change, adopting, and moving forward. She's here today to tell us a little bit about how businesses can improve diversity, equity, and inclusion within their organizational culture at every level. DEI, as we know, has become a very important issue within our listeners. It's so I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we are able to continue to have amazing expert guests. And uh, Joy is just another one who's going to provide amazing, um, you know, kind of advice here regarding this issue. It's so important. Welcome back, Joy. How are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. Glad to be back. I really enjoy your podcast. So thanks for having me back. Oh, we, we enjoy having you here. So thank you. Thank you. Um, now, before we kind of get started, Joy, I know you're based in Atlanta, so I just wanted to get um, the feel that with the end of an election that we just had, it's been very active in Georgia, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it has. And uh, this, this, um, the things that have happened recently have been um, near and dear to my heart. So a lot, just a little more background on me. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, but I went to school, I went to college in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to Spelman College and I went to Georgia Institute of Technology on a five-year program. So I got degrees from both. And the time that I spent in Atlanta as a young, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old person really shaped me. And the time that I was here, I'm dating myself, but it was, I was a freshman in 19, the fall of 91. And in the spring of 92 were the Rodney King riots. And so as I am developing my sense of self a part of me in originally was, I used to say, baptized in social unrest, uh, civil disobedience for a good cause, so on and so forth. And I grew up with that. Incidentally, during the election, especially in Georgia, Stacey Abrams uh, took center stage for the work she was doing to register people to vote, to um, improve the access to voting for all people in the state of Georgia and, you know, things went the way they went. But Stacy also Spelman College, class of 95 with me. So I'm wow. extremely proud of her. Very proud of her. That is unbelievable. That is cra- that That's that's just amazing. It's a crazy coincidence. Um, and she is such an inspiration. I, I actually thought she uh, should be considered more greatly for the vice president, um, you know, nomination. But but I, I just think she's an amazing woman. Um, we, we are content wow. to keep her right here in Georgia where we need her. I know, her. I know, I know. <laughs> Chair, because she's so valuable for the rest of us. She is an inspiration. Um, okay, okay. So so now, now on to our topic of, of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why is it so important for businesses to make an effort, a real effort, a big effort towards a more diverse, equal, and inclusive company culture? In a nutshell, you want your company to reflect your customers. And the country as a whole is becoming more diverse. I think, um, and don't quote me on this because I'm pulling this from my memory, but I think the children who are age 10 right now are majority people of color. 
And so in eight years, they will be voters, hypothetically. In 15 years, they will be middle management. And so how do you make sure that a, a group of folks, you know, a generation that could be potentially mostly people of color from different places, I'm talking um, Asian, uh, Latin American, African-American, so on and so forth. How do you make your company welcoming and inclusive to that group? Because they're coming. That is an immutable fact. And so what you've done in the past may not fit for them, especially as individuals across the country are becoming more and more um, outspoken and vocal about what they want, what they need, and what they expect from a company that they basically are giving their life to. Yeah. So what, so we're preparing for the next generation, right? right? And we need to send the right messages to um, to our children, in essence, mm -hmm. that will will be here managing the companies that that we work for or that we lead. Right. And so it, it is it is precious that we include diverse diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives in our companies today. It's almost like it's not even like we have the choice. We need to do this. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I liken it to. Uh, the trends that we see in uh, products. I'm going to use, uh, it's kind of a dated reference, but about 15, 20 years ago, baking soda was the new ingredient for toothpaste because I was working at a company that had its finger in you know, the toothpaste industry. And the company I was working for thought it was a phase, it's, it's going to pass, nobody really cares. And now almost every toothpaste has some form of baking soda or peroxide in it because they're getting away from fluorine. And people, it's something most people don't notice, but it's something everybody has unconsciously shifted to. You know, the same way we use more green products in our cleaning supplies than we did 20, 30 years ago. You know, gone are the days of the hard like lye and bleach, et cetera. And now we have plant-based alcohols and so on and so forth. So. Noticing those trends and getting ahead of them is how you stay competitive. And the trend right now is being aware of the social inequities that are present right now, understanding how to address them correctly, how to make sure that your company is seen as um, progressive. And I don't mean progressive from a political standpoint. I mean progressive and open to new ideas and open to different forms of innovation and open to different people. All of those things are apolitical, you know, but if you have a company that is inclusive, then you're going to get the best talent. You're going to get the best ideas coming from that best talent. But if you stick to things that have worked in the past, you're gonna get results from the past. Really is an amazing change that, that, that has occurred in, in, in companies, right? The fact that we, we, we're taking this so seriously that we're, it, 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 it affects in a great way the people we bring into our organization. It's like, right. uh, it's an amazing transformation in, in, in my view. Um, so if j just, you know, to, to um, bring it down, bring it back a little bit, right? If I'm, if I'm a company and I don't necessarily have, like, I haven't kind of done anything with DEI, but I want to, what would you suggest I do? Like what's the best starting points? Like, how do I go about that? That's a really good question because there are a lot of companies that not only are kind of new to the game, but sometimes lack the infrastructure to hire a full diversity and inclusion and equity team. 
you know, or to have a manager whose sole job is to do that. If you have a company that's only 250 people, that may not even be a good fit, but there's plenty. I am one myself. There's plenty of consultants that you can outsource some of that work to. And I would suggest if you are new to trying to push a, a inclusive culture in your organization and it's, you don't have the, the history or the background of any, and no one in your organization has that background, hire out for it. It's the same way you would hire out for a consultant to do a reorganization. It's the same way you would hire consultants to um, help you figure out what new building or what new area, what new market you want to get into. Hire a consultant to help you understand how to make your company more inclusive. And again, it's not a quick fix. It's not something you can just um, do in six months. It's a three, five-year plan. Just like any other major project in a company, it's going to be on a three or five-year timeline. Right. But but in essence, this is a lifetime you know, achievement, right? Yeah. This is something that once it goes in, it's not coming out. Like we are like, like this is here to stay. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be things that and priorities that need to happen in these type of, in, in, in this type of world. Right. Right. I liken it to working out. You know, if you decide you want to get in shape, you yeah. hire a consultant, right? You get a trainer or somebody that knows what they're doing to help you along. That's the first step. Then when you get used to that routine, the trainer can leave. And you can continue on with the routines that you've learned, but it's a constant vigil. You can't stop working out and think you're going to maintain the physique or the health status that you currently have. If you start eating pizza and laying on the couch again, you're going to get fat. You're going to get high cholesterol. You have to stay with it. And it becomes a lifestyle change, right? The same thing, same type of concept with uh, inclusion. It's a lifestyle change. What a great analogy. Um, and I'm not eating pizza again. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in an organization though, where, like, wh- where could there be resistance? Like where might you find resistance? Because this, these are, you know, big, big changes mm-hmm. that, that and, and like I was saying before, a transformational change, right? So where might you find resistance in an organization? And, and I guess in this, my question is more towards larger organizations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a very depressing answer everywhere. You can find oh. resistance everywhere. And that is the, the nature of the beast. Because to think that it only exists at the C-suite is to ignore the middle managers who are the ones that actually affect people's careers the most. You know, the, the, the vice president, the CEO, isn't doing promotions for everybody. It's the line manager, the, the, the team leader, the customer service leader, et cetera. Those are the people that could have very narrow views and use that narrow view to judge people's performance, not realizing that their unconscious bias is limiting careers. And so you have to meet every single person where they are in your organization and try to level set them at least to understanding what is and is not acceptable, understanding that everyone has a bias. And here's another thing. Don't, so don't assume that just because someone is in a marginalized community that they are not capable of unconscious bias because they absolutely are. You can have a woman who does not understand what it means to be black. You can have a black person who doesn't understand what it means to be gay. And they can all have an unconscious bias towards another demographic, which is why I say you get resistance everywhere. And inclusion is everybody, which means we all have to learn how to recognize those biases within ourselves. And you're never going to get rid of them, but you can control them. And controlling that bias is how you eliminate discrimination in recruiting, retention, hiring, promotion, so on and so forth. Amazing. 
that thank you, that that answer was fantastic. You're, you're you know what? I feel like I kind of walked into that, and of course, it, it would be it could be everywhere, right? That's mm -hmm. that's it makes perfect sense. Um, let let me um, ask you, you know, for our listeners who you know want to educate themselves more, what what like documentaries would you maybe suggest oh. to to? Uh, I, yeah, I'm sure there's a list, but um, you know, what are the best ones that like we should really watch and and mm. be aware? The first one that comes to mind, the one that I recommend the most, given the current climate, is 13th, 13th. It's a documentary by Ava DuVernay. Um, yeah. And it really gives a great overview of, again, how we got to where we are in 2020 and the, the history of systemic oppression. It deals mainly with the legal side of it. Um, um, mass incarceration, the crime bill of 1994 is in there, but yeah, also yeah, going yeah. further back, Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal, Jim Crow laws, um, redlining, like a lot of things that have been legally passed to disenfranchise specifically black Americans and um, leading up to and including um, the crime bill and so on and so forth. And it talks about how Skin color has been politicized in elect to win or lose elections over time. It is a great documentary. I sat there with my mouth open the entire time, like, oh my God. You know what? Oh. I, just to just interrupt, I did too. I watched that one too. And I just you know what? I, I don't think people realize that what the administrations in Washington, no, no political affiliation, Republican or Dad has does nothing yeah. to do with it. What they've done to cause issues and problems. Right. right. And, and I found that amazing. I, I, th I, I agree with you. That is a great documentary. It should be required for everyone to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I think if you if you watch that one, it will either it'll shock you enough to where you sit still for a minute and kind of evaluate your own, you know, uh, past understanding. Because one of the reasons that people can have points of view that they have now is they lack that understanding of what exactly right. has gone on. And so if you base your knowledge of history on like 1990 and forward, then yeah, you're going to assume that certain things are just the way they are. But if you go back to 1960 to 1930 to 1912 to 1877, then you understand how systemic things have really been. And then it's a much bigger issue to overcome. So that's one documentary. Another, it's not a documentary. It's a series. It's on YouTube, so it's free. It is Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And uh, the host is Emmanuel Acho. And he sits down and he has literally uncomfortable conversations with different guests. He's had, um, oh, the the leader of the NFL, I forget his name, but he had he did a two-part series with him speaking specifically about uh, police, and, uh, police brutality, racial injustice, Colin Kaepernick, so on and so forth. Goodell, with Roger Goodell from yeah, the NFL. Sure, sure. He did one with Matthew McConaughey. He's done some with... Uh, uh, Minister talking about the intersection of racism and religion in this country. It's he's done stuff on biracial kids and on interracial marriages and so on and so forth. It's a lot. And it's a great, it's easy digestible as well. So it's I think 30 to 45 minute episodes. For, yeah. For episodes, yeah. That's that one I'm going to watch as well. That one I have not. So thank you very much. So that's good stuff. Um, let me ask you one final question. But this is a uh, this is the kicker. So, what steps, right? What steps should businesses do, and what can they do to do better? Just mm. do better. Okay, so I would say step one: you need to listen, because um, I cannot fill your cup if your cup is full. 
right? So if you want to get new information and have new understanding, you've got to open yourself up to the idea that maybe you don't know everything. Maybe there is another way to do stuff that is just as valid as the way you're currently doing things. And maybe, just maybe, there's a way to move forward where everyone can come along for the ride. And so listening, and when I say listen, it's not listening to your turn to talk. It's not listening to debate. It's, it's not listening to check a box. It's actually sitting down and understanding someone else's lived experience, someone else's point of view, someone else's advice. So listen, step one. Step two, follow. And what I mean by that, uh, we just talked about um, Emmanuel Acho. We talked about Ava DuVernay's documentary. Um, Ibram Kendi, who is the author of um, How to Be Anti-Racist, he has a Twitter and an Instagram account. Follow some of these voices in these spaces. Oh, you know what? Another documentary that I think would be good for people to watch, Disclosure on mm -hmm. Netflix. It is specifically about the um, experience with imagery and the history of treatment for transgender people in America. It's really eye-opening. It, it really focuses on um, how Hollywood has portrayed them, but it's a really good eye-opening documentary as far as putting a toe into the water of understanding that world. So again, follow you know, different people with different perspectives and see what's going on with them. And it may be able to open your eyes. So listen, step one, follow is step two. Three, commit. And when I say commit, it's more than just putting a, a banner on your website. It's more than making statements about how tragic things are and how sad things are. What are you doing? And how are you holding yourself and other people accountable? And this is where leadership can really make a radical difference. Um, are you holding your, your other leaders accountable for what they do and what they say? Are you leading by example? Are you being intentional in your speech? Those things make a difference. Um, being an ally to any community means being living as an ally. Like we mentioned, it's a lifestyle change. So you can't just say the right things when the cameras are on. When the cameras are off and nobody else is in the room but you and somebody else who has said something outrageous, you've got to confront them. You've got to let them know this is not okay. This is not who we are going to be. And that takes courage because sometimes it could be a client and money's on the line, but that's where integrity comes in. You've got, to put, you've got to put dignity over dollars every time. Well said. Very well said. Um, all, all, all I can say is that, um, Joy, you are... We've, you know, you know, you know, it's really awesome doing this podcast for me. You know why? Because I, I've had the, 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 you know, ability to meet some really inspiring people and you are one of them. And thank you. I, I just can't, I just can't thank you enough for all your insight. Um, your perspectives are so important for me as well as our listeners to hear. Um, so, so, so thank you for, for everything that you do. And, um, and I just want our listeners to understand that they can get in touch with Joy. Um, feel free to go to her, her website. It's www.newheightsawait.com. Feel free to get in touch with Joy and ask the questions I am. And, uh, and, and she has a, a huge amount of input for you. Um, oh, yeah. Did you fun here, Joy? I have so much fun. Like, um, I hate to see it end, you know, like this is... I, this is my passion, so I can talk about this all day. Yeah, well, you might be coming back for another episode in the near future, so uh, just just hold hold your phone there. So we're coming back because you you're you have so much to give here. So and we, and we we really again I say it all the time, but we thank you uh, for sharing everything. Um, it's been 
It's been my pleasure. I'm sorry. You bet. You bet. And and thank you again to our listeners as usual for tuning in. Um, you can hear um, more episodes of HR and 15 by checking out um, your favorite podcast or just going to www.hr15.com. Until next time, again, thank you, Joy, and thank you again to our listeners. Thank you, everyone. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.